Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, despite losing the popular vote, the Patriots win on a technicality of having more points than the other team. Also, the Orioles sign a guy to a minor league contract, which causes us to reminisce about the greatest game I've ever attended at Camden Yards. And no, don't worry, I'm not talking about Delman Young. And I'll tell you why the Orioles are in perfect shape to re-sign a certain third baseman slash shortstop to a long-term deal. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. How's it going? Good, good. Good, 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 uh, good. And, and in replace, and uh, sitting in the zany Burt Brody seat, we're joined by uh, Utah Street Report writer, podcaster. Crown uh, eater. Profession- yeah. crown- crayon eater, professional tweeter. Uh, Ryan Blake. Ryan, welcome back to Section 336. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm not quite as zany, but I'll, I'll do my best to fill in. Oh, who, who do you think tweeted more last year, Donald Trump or Ryan Blake? Oh, no. Yeah. And whose tweets were more co- controversial? That's another good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Blake, you're good at Twitter. Thank you. I, uh, I don't know. I guess it just came over time. But, I mean, I have a lot of fun with it. I try not to hold back too much. I mean, I try to keep it. PG for the most part. I guess it depends on my emotions with, you know. How, how, usually, a lot of my tweeting is during sporting events, so sometimes I'll, you know. How many Twitter accounts do you run? Right now, just two. Uh, okay. Well, See, I, I, I had the feeling that you were running like six to eight. You run the same amount as you, Josh. At one point, I had access to, I think, six I've or got, seven on my I've phone. I've got three on my phone right now. I do. I just have mine, and my personal, and my Orioles account. I do the um, the Orioles fan probs. Some some people may know me from that. I'm Orioles really fans sure. prob is one of the greatest Twitter follows out there. It's I've, absolutely fantastic. I've had a lot of fun with that, and I never expected it to you know gain as much of a following as it has. I mean, I started off, I think it was the off season before the 2012 season, sometime in February, and uh, I was just you know I was having fun. I was trying not to be one of those accounts who would like 
pester other popular accounts for retweets and shares and things like that. I tried to just, you know, put out decent content and it took a while, but over time it started to build up a bit of a following and I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I feel like there's several in that kind of mode of millennial, these kids like you, Ryan, get on Twitter and there's like a lot of them have the fake names, like the fake Hyunsu Kim and Nick so Dr. Tommy Hunter. Um, I'm not throwing him in this category, but they try to be kind of like sarcastic and funny, and it just doesn't do anything for me. But Oro's fan props is a it. Yeah, I love that. It's a great. Thank a great you. Thing. I'm I'm glad you enjoy it. There there are so many random parody accounts, like you said, player names floating around there, and a lot of them I feel like are just high school kids trying to get out there, and I, I have no problem hard. with that. Yeah, like go for it. But at the same time, you know. Be funny from your own account, and you'll gain popularity over time. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah, yeah, and I and it's 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 amazing to me because I think of myself as a clever, articulate person, but I can't always translate that into Twitter. And so I have uh, a lot of respect for people like you who can translate that to Twitter. Thank you. A lot of respect slash jealousy. So, yeah. you, you, I should just give you. Ryan my account <laughs> to run my account for a while. It's so I'm actually good at tweeting for a little bit, and then take it back over and try to sustain it. Right. I might, right, I should try that. Yeah, it might work. Yeah. You you've been on this kick though lately, where you've been trying to be funny on Facebook. So rather than 140 characters, it's like three paragraphs. See, that's a, I yeah, I need more time. That's why sometimes I go to Facebook because I need to set up my jokes a little bit more. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you need more than that 140 character limit. You know. Yeah, you, you do. I need context here, and I'm sorry. We got I got so excited talking to professional Twitter that I forgot to introduce the fourth guy in the room, uh, the intern. Intern, welcome. Oh, well, thank you, Matt. Good to see you. How's it going? What's going on? Been man? a while. Yeah, well, you guys, okay. His, we started the show, right? His, so save the meet and greet for later. His, his mic's not even recording. Oh, really? Yeah, because I didn't expect him to show up. We uh, passed We passed showtime. All right, all right, all right. Um, let's, let's start with the Super Bowl, boys. So uh, he, uh, now, here's what happened. I'll tell you what happened and then get you guys' response to it. What happened was we witnessed... We witnessed the passing of the baton, the changing of the guard. We witnessed the New England Patriots, right, who just – and Tom Brady. At a time, they used to be a really good football team. Tom Brady was the best, but we witnessed the Falcons. What, did, what, did you fall asleep at halftime? What we saw was the Falcons say, hey, sorry, we're the new kids on the block. We're the number one ranked offense in all football. We're better than you. We're faster. We're stronger than you. And we're going to come in here and we're going to punch you in the mouth. And they did. I've never seen the Patriots team dominated like that and in the Super Bowl, no less. Well, and that's what it was. And Tom Brady looked bad for three quarters of a game. And when he threw the interception to make it 21 nothing, and you saw him just flop on the ground, dive five yards too short of the guy, right. you said, there it is. There it is. Yep. And then fast forward to the third quarter. What the, I think the start of the fourth quarter, 28-9. to Like, go to bed. Tuck the kids in. Game's over. Oh, when, when Julio Jones makes that catch on the sideline? Well, yeah, that, and that was that, late, later in yeah. the game. There was so many points where the game's over. But then we saw uh, the greatest quarterback, we have to say now, right? The greatest quarterback of all time. Make, kind of forced into he, it at this he, point. All right. Make the most. That yes. was he is the, the greatest most amazing quarterback quarterback of all you time. will ever see. You will ever see. Yes. But but he should not have been Super Bowl MVP. You cannot play horrible for three Josh, quarters of a game. Five hundred yards. He should not be the MVP. One. Oh, I he, see. He threw way too many pass. If you want to say MVP, means Co- most valuable player. Yeah. All right. I know it's a coach, but you want to go Kyle Shanahan. I completely agree. Kyle Shanahan Kyle should Shanahan be. He should be the MVP. MVP. Yes, he should be. No, I would say that his receivers. Uh, 
I, I would go with a wide receiver, maybe uh, Julian Edelman. Oh, shut up. You're uh, joking, right? I don't know. I don't like giving it to a guy who played like crap for three quarters of a game. Yeah, but the only reason they won was because of Tom Brady. Yes, but how many overflow? How many balls did he just overthrow? In the first quarter, yeah, he did. In the second. Yeah. And the third. Uh, Ryan, what, what was your reaction to watching to watching that game? Yeah, I mean, Brady was off for a little while there, and he overthrew Edelman a few times, and I was kind of – I was talking to this guy. It was a family party. One of my uncle's, uh, I don't know, brother, my uncle's brother-in-law or something was sitting next to me, and we're talking about who's the greatest quarterback of all time. And I said to him, you know, I never got a chance to see Joe Montana or John Elway or those guys play, Dan sure. Marino. So I don't, I can't really contribute to that conversation. But my argument was whether or not you want to call Brady the greatest quarterback of all time, I don't think he's the best quarterback in football right now. Right. I think you got to give that title to Aaron Rodgers. But in, if you look at his whole career. You're crazy. And you can even argue this Aaron year Rodgers. Matt Ryan's better. Yeah, this, this year, yeah. Matt Ryan got MVP. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but if you're counting rings, if you're counting uh, pressure and playing under pressure, nobody beats Tom Brady. Well, yeah. And Tom Brady, how old is Tom Brady now? Like 40? 39? Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously he's not going to be what he was when he was 30. Yeah. Um, he can't do a, I mean, he can't move around the pocket. He doesn't have a, a gun of an arm anymore. But man, the guy's unbelievable. Hey, hey, I, that, 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 that game, the the <laughs> the game was over. It was over, and they right, won. I, right. I still can't believe it. I wish there wasn't the whole uh, back end of the Patriots cheat all the time, and the Patriots uh, tinker with things to to find ways to skirt around the rules. I wish that didn't because they don't need all that. And Tom Brady's still the greatest quarterback. So I wish we could have this whole conversation without talking about deflated balls and you yeah, know. The fact of the matter is, you know, that's I don't want to put an asterisk there. There's no need for an asterisk, but it's just a well, not a, next to this one, right? Not this one. <laughs> yeah, not yet. We'll find out who complains about some balls later. Well, yeah, but 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 a lot of the the storyline here is that Tom Brady and, and Belichick were just fueled by the rage at at, uh, Goodell. at Goodell. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, my takeaway from this game, as I watched the game end, I wasn't even mad. I wasn't even like angry, mad, upset, because for, for for two reasons. One, I was just in utter disbelief that they they were coming back. I literally could not believe both the play of Tom Brady and also the stupidity, right? The stupidity of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, all right, yes. Here's here's because, the theory, right? Because it was amazing they got the touchdown, then amazing they got the two points. Yes. Then Julio Jones makes that catch. Yeah. They're at what, like the thirty yard line. Yep. Unbelievable three minutes catch. left. Three minutes left. Yeah. You run the ball three times. Game over. You kick, kick, you kick a field goal. You're up by 11. Right. With what? Two, all with you two got, minutes left. All you got to do is no penalties, no sacks. The game is literally over. Yep. And they, they throw the ball three times. Uh, yeah. And what? A sack, a holding call, and, and they're out of field right, range. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Horrible call. The 49ers might want to rethink the Kyle Shanahan. Kyle right? Shanahan, that was one of the biggest. I think that was worse than the the the, the call Pete to Carroll. pass the ball with, with Pete Carroll. It was because it was three times he screwed up. Total choke job. Yeah. under pressure. Yeah, it was. That's all you can say. Yep, yep. I'm kind of with you though. You said you know by the end of the game you weren't even that upset about. Yeah, I'm not even mad. And for me, it was it was two reasons. Number one, by this point in my life, I've accepted the fact that the Patriots are the dynasty of the NFL. Yes, there's no getting around that. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Belichick's the greatest head coach of all time. You can't even hate. Whatever. Like you can right? hate, but you can't not. You can't ignore that. Right. Like, acknowledge. And it. as as much as I enjoy the disappointment of Boston sports fans, I've accepted it by this point. And number two, as much of a, I feel like it's been a running joke for the last 
almost decade, the Flacco versus Matt Ryan debate. Yes. And it's such a fun debate, but I feel like, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Orioles fans love affair with Ryan Flaherty. They know he's not all that great, but it's still fun to root for, you know. Yeah. So it's like with the Flacco versus Ryan comparison, as like I said, as much of kind of a joke I think it is, it's still fun at the end of the day to be able to say, oh yeah, Flacco has more rings than Matt Ryan. Yeah, and that's fun to me, regardless yeah. of, of who's yeah. better during the regular season, who's elite, whatever. But this is the best thing about this debate, is we just witnessed the crowning of the greatest quarterback in the history of football, Tom Brady, and we're over here on the side arguing who's currently the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the NFL, right? Uh, like, we, who's better? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had Machine on the show last week, Falcons fan. Yeah. First thing I first thing I did when the Falcons lost is text him Flacco greater than Brady or than uh, whoever Ryan. You yeah. you text me after after the Falcons lost. Oh yeah, immediately. <laughs> you're you're a jerk. My other thought was how, as, as he was suicidal and said, "Talk we were, me off the ledge." We were we were uh, group group chatting about it. Felt so much like the 2012 yeah. Ravens where we were in control, oh, yeah. lights go out, and all of a sudden. I mean, you remember that feeling? Uh, like literally sick, well, literally sick to our stomach at watching right. the Ravens blow that lead. Yeah. Right. Machine texted me during at the near that that final drive by the Patriots, or really just the the fourth quarter drive, uh, and he texted that I feel like I'm going to vomit, and it took me completely back. Yeah, that's to, what we felt. We to felt like we were going to vomit the, in the Superdome, and and just wanting to die, and just wanting this to be run all over us. Yeah. 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 Uh, but in the end, we we somehow won. Uh, but how does how much does it suck to be a Falcons fan today? Oh, I know. First time in the Super Bowl in what twenty years? That that was like my and have the game. You yeah, won right, the game. Oh, right, yeah. right. That was like my biggest fear with the Ravens in that game was feeling just sick, feeling horrible because I couldn't I just couldn't face the fact that of how like having to travel home. To a loss and having to go the whole off season. Yeah, having to be there it. and have to watch the other team come out and celebrate yeah. with the parade. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for yeah. how excited we were, it doesn't. It, yeah, I no. still my, my strongest memory of that is the feeling is the sick feeling. Right. Well, <laughs> not, too not the celebration. It's, it's the sick feeling, and then the immediate release of that sick feeling where it was gone instantly. Yeah. Yeah. But and, yeah, it's crazy. And even last night with the way things turned out, I mean, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Uh, That's a classic Zany Burt Rody yeah. move, by the classic way. Brody classic Zany Burt Rody. Yeah. I'll let Must you that continue. Chair. I'll jump in. If Did I you see the Boston Herit? A lot of snowbirds go down to uh, to Florida, of course, to move down. A lot of the Boston people. So the Boston sure. Herit's one of these newspapers where you can order the Boston Herit at your residence in Florida. So uh, all of the Boston people down in Florida woke up to grab the newspaper on their front porch and big headline on the front is a Patriots defeated. Oh, really? Because they had to print it before the game was over. And all those old yeah, people go to bed. All like those old people went to bed early. So, so they exactly. assumed, oh, they lost too. And, yeah, yeah. A yeah. um, couple of things to touch on here in the Super Bowl. Uh, Goodell getting booed. Oh, that was fun. That was one of, That was one of the loudest up. boos. Like, did they have different mics? Because normally the TV mics don't pick the boos up that great. Yeah, that's as loud as the boo you ever hear. I don't understand this. It's, I, like, I understand, like, Patriot fans hate Goodell. For you know, deflate gate, deflate gate, and this yeah. whole thing. Do am I supposed to hate Goodell? Do all football fans hate Goodell? Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I've, I don't know. Like Barstool's doing a big hate. I Goodell know they thing, hate Goodell, but, I, but, they're, but that's they're more a, of a, a, they're a Boston. Like they started in Boston in New yeah. England. They're that's more along the lines of they like went and protested deflate gate and didn't like how he handled deflate gate. Yeah. So I think they're pushing because of deflate gate. 
I so I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily hate Goodell. I just I've I've found myself over the last couple of years just finding myself in general dissatisfied with the NFL as a product. I just feel like you know a, a lot of what's gone on the last few years is just it's it's almost pulling me away from the NFL. And the only thing really keeping me there is my love for the Ravens. Yeah. And uh, so I I don't necessarily hate Goodell, but I just I wish he would take more of a stand and try to do something to make the NFL a little better. We talk a lot about and we've talked a lot here about the double standard and the hypocrisy. Um, of the NFL, like wanting safety, but then wanting more games and like doing the whole breast cancer awareness, then selling the jerseys for a profit and only donating part, part, part of the funds. Like there's a lot of those, they like they're inconsistent with if you have domestic violence, if you commit domestic violence, it's okay. Kind of as long as there's not a video, (laughs) then you're screwed. So there is definitely some inconsistencies that I could understand why, uh, there's plenty of reasons to not like Adele. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I didn't mean, I wasn't. At his name, I don't get angry and want to boo him. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was quite the boo. I did remember what I wanted to say though. It was um, there. It is when it was you know halftime. I the entire game I was kind of you never cannot touch down Tom is the the quote that floats around social media or whatever. Don't cannot touch down Tom. Oh, but when he's and, down twenty one nothing, you right. do and right see, and when, and I, when I, he's I, sitting on the sideline deflated. And when yeah. the guy misses the extra point oh, and you're down twenty eight nine, how great was then that? Then you cannot touch down. It's time. always, always fun when it hits the pole. The moment, the moment I knew that it wasn't over, despite the score, was when I saw Skip Bayless tweet, "Well, that's it. The Atlanta Falcons are Super Bowl oh. champions," and that it all went downhill from there. That, that's the classic curse of Skip, Skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of halftime, I don't know if anyone said halftime. Is it going to halftime? What you want to talk about, Lady Gaga? <laughs> What, yeah, what, what are you guys' thoughts on the? I thought uh, it was that? really good. I did too. I thought the I thought the, the drone thing like up. Oh, I know you all over that drone. You all be over that. Well, drone yeah, because that that thing's crazy. They have three hundred well, drones flying behind her. Was one of those yours drone? Did Did you have a drone up there? No, mine was uh, mine was safely at home because right. mine would have crashed into at least four hundred of those drones and knock knock them out of the sky. Okay, I don't know how they fly them all that close together and how that all works. Maybe next well, time I, we do night of the yards, can can you get like thirty drones out here to spell out three three six or something in the sky in orange? It's not that, a bad idea. Next night at the yards, that that took three hundred drones to make that American. How flag. does that work? Is that like three hundred individuals? No, I saw. I did, I did some research today. So how does in, that work? Intel, Intel built it, and it's little foam drones that are about a foot wide. So they're about half the size of like my drone, yeah, or a standard drone. And a computer controls all 300 of them at once. Wow. And that's and weird. The FAA has some weird regulations where you can't fly drones over large groups of people. So then the, how'd the NFL get away with, thri- uh, with flying 300 of them over a bunch of people? Apparently... They can low-fly jets over the stadium. Why can't they do that? Uh, because people are scared of drones. But apparently that shot on the, on the roof and her doing the Pledge of Allegiance, they shot that like two nights ago. They, they shot that a couple oh, really? nights ago, yeah. Oh. Because then they were allowed to do it above an empty stadium. So there was no drones at the actual stadium? No. During the game? No, not during the game, huh. from what I understand. That's what I was reading. Yeah. So, But either way, it was cool. It was impressive to see her jump and come down and like active, like for being one person with no special guests and everything. How can how can they do that with 300 drones, but I can't get Amazon to take a drone to deliver my Oreo cookies? Uh, FAA laws. Yeah, that's outrageous. It's laws. Every Everything good that's not happening is because of laws. Don't yeah, worry. Donald much. Trump will fix all that. Emily told me, my, my wife told me, I didn't believe this. You guys think she's saying that whole thing? 
There was no lip syncing involved. I yeah, think, I think she's saying she's saying even not all even of it, even as no. she was flying down and even as she was like I know like the piano part like clearly she's singing and I know like at yeah. parts she's even a little bit off maybe I think but the whole thing I don't know I know that for that type of event they always have a backing track that runs at the same time yeah and the guy there mixes and blends the real voice with the recorded right. voice I all like the background music and stuff was right pumped in, yeah. right but they have a full recording of her singing it so if her mic breaks or something they right. can go to that so it's all on the sound guy and how he chose chose to balance it I don't know how you run around do flips and everything like she's doing uh and still be able to sing it's and not amazing. be out. She ran for like and not be just minutes huffing and puffing and not run mind. out of breath. It, yeah. And and that's why when you that's watch kind of her job, right? That's what she does. It is. Right? It she's is. An entertainer. But she doesn't move on that big of a stage with that many stuff, switching that many, not moving that fast. Yeah. yeah. And normally when we've seen when we've seen a lot of other performers, that's why they have the guests come in and they surprise everyone with uh, whoever, Missy Elliott coming out because then it gives them a break to change. Yeah. Yeah. And she did it all by herself, which. I Means you gotta put it up there in one of the top halftime performances. Yeah, better than Katy Perry coming in on on a, on a lion, or I, a tiger, whatever. It was. I liked I liked the shooting star, Katy Perry coming in on the shooting star. Yeah, I did like that. Uh, but yeah, I think this was better because it was all her and yeah. nothing fancy. I mean, the drones were pretty impressive, but it was still all focused on her. Yeah, she's fantastic. I would have liked a little more left shark. You know, flailing about. Yeah, yeah, that was. But, uh, uh, there's yeah, no plastic was, moments like that. Yeah, but it was. You know, it was. A consistently good performance, I thought. I, and I enjoyed it. I was surprised. I knew every song. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know I knew all. I didn't know I knew many. You like Lady, Lady Gaga? Songs. You didn't even know it. Yeah. Apparently so. The only thing I didn't like is I just didn't know if I, for me the Super Bowl is not the proper stage to 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 offer up her family saying uh, "Love you, mom and dad." Just stick to, to to the entertainment. I don't want to hear all her background uh, but, about her family uh, background. Just stick to be entertaining. Except, okay. Except, aren't you glad she didn't take the moment? Uh, to, like, I'm just, I'm just joking. Trump-ish yeah, I'm just joking. About go anti-Trump, the, like, like everyone expected her to do. So. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because I was waiting for the backlash of her saying something. Right. And yeah. all the response from what I saw on Facebook and Twitter, 100 percent positive, which is impossible in our day and age, and disappointing. Like I, I saw people totally right. changing their minds going into it. They, you know, said they weren't excited. Did at you all. see one night? Was there a negative then, response at all? Did after the show, everyone response? was like, "I need to get myself to a Lady Gaga concert." Like that's yeah. how that's how incredible yeah. the performance was, was across good. the board. Yeah, I didn't see one negative comment in our in our day and age. Even from and I follow Baltimore Oriole fans on Twitter. No negative comment. Wow. Right, unbelievable. Don't how do about, that often. How about Luke Bryant singing? Bryant singing national anthem. Did you see him at the beginning yeah. with some really, really tight pants? I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't watch uh, that. Like, like I think his outfit was more scandalous than Lady Gaga. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, and and uh, and I think uh, you're uh, the only person who noticed here, Josh, that his pants. Uh, okay, but good I, for I, you. I Intern, interns Google and Josh checks out. Uh, interns Google and uh, Luke Bryant crotch right now. I can see it on his phone on his computer. Huh? Um, only time I ever noticed tight but, pants is when it's Justin Verlander, just in my face all the time. You guys don't notice that? Just Apparently, really nope. pants in baseball. <laughs> nope. They're, they're baseball pants. All baseball yeah. pants are tight. Yeah, but his are like. It's not an electric. Like they, they outline his legs. Oh. I don't know. Well, maybe I, maybe it's just me. But I, I feel think, like I feel like I feel like my pants, pants outline my legs too. I feel I like kind of Bundy like wears tight pants because he has Bundy, such horse thighs. Bundy, he has yeah, no Bundy choice. can't right. find pants that fit his. But uh, there was an O screamed in the in during the. I noticed that too. And it was it was loud. Yeah, I noticed that too. You know what, 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 what does that mean? Is there something else that they scream? I, that's what I thought. I missed something. I tried to. Yeah, I tried to. Like I, a Houston too. thing. I wonder if there are people Astros out there who just or something. 
Could be no, strong. I don't think so. Because there's no way we would have not known someone else screams "oh." It makes me now. wonder if it's a thing that people don't realize is a Baltimore thing, and if people think it's just something uh, that people uh, do. Well, if you're at an event, a sports yeah. event, you just yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I maybe mean, there that, are people who think that. I don't know. That's but, how uh, national fans are. There's national yeah. fans that'll scream "oh" and not realize it's for the Orioles. The funny thing about Nationals fans is they'll get mad at us for yelling "oh" during the anthem, but they yell "red" for the Caps. They yell "red" for the Caps. Yeah, yeah. People act like we're the only people who disrespect the anthem, but that's a discussion yeah. for a whole different day. Yeah, I would argue we add more respect to the anthem. I think so too. But whatever, we're singing along. Absolutely, we're just, you know, and adding some state pride we're, into we're it. We're highlighting which... one letter of the the thing, but it's still part of the song, and and it's uh, and it's a part also that the singer emphasizes as well. Yeah. It's not like we're just picking out a random word, right? Uh, just... The catch that will fre- the Tyree catch, if you will. Was the Edelman catch uh, that was yeah like unbelievable? Yeah, right. Like so it's on the Tyree like, level. Like how does his fingers even fit between the ball and the grass? It's so low. Yeah, and it was like a like a pileup back there, like a, a five car pileup back there with players, and somehow he ends up with an unbelievable. Yeah, I got the picture yeah. up. There's three Falcons in yeah. the pile with him, yeah. and he gets the ball. That's gonna be one of the enduring images of the of the game, unfortunately. It's crazy how Julio had that catch and people were talking, you know, is that the greatest catch in Super Bowl history? And then in the same quarter, Edelman makes the catch he did and yeah. just blew him out of the water. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And that wasn't a same catch yeah. by Julio. It was. Yeah, they, the they throw were both. itself, the throw was like, what are you seeing? And they did that quick. Cool, well, like, it's Matt Ryan. Yeah. But but that, that brings me to my argument of the Flacco versus Ryan side. That as Baltimore fans, don't you want wide receivers like this yes. that you can count on? Don't you want guys that can catch the ball that's not named – Kamar Aiken and uh, whoever else were throwing the ball to, hoping they catch it. I've been yeah. saying that for years. Every time the Marlon Bengals Brown, beat us, every time the Bengals beat us, you know, I'm I'm left thinking, what if Joe Flacco had a receiver like AJ Green? Yeah, I mean, watching that, the Falcons last night. What if Flacco had a Julio Jones? What if Flacco had a Julian Edelman? He's right. he's never had a guy like that. Does Perelman have any chance of being that? I mean, the the he's one a hope high drafted wide receiver. I I think maybe. I mean, watching Beckham, and the thing that makes Beckham special is he it, can bend it. Is he he can take a ten yard pass and then just outrun everybody to the end zone and make it a seventy yard pass. Right. Yeah. And Perryman's shown he can do that in spurts. Now he's not the fully developed. He can't. Sometimes he misses the easy ones. Sometimes he just disappears for for halves and for games. Right. Right. Like yeah. that's he can't run, he, he can't run routes is the problem. He's shown yeah. the potential that when he catches it to get those yards after catch and outrun people. So maybe there's some hope there. I mean, he's only had one full year in the NFL, so I, I don't think it's time to say he's a he's a buster or anything. I know. Maybe we can. Is there a veteran free agent we can get? I just want something for the Ravens that can catch the stupid ball. I wouldn't mind well, Alshon Jeffrey. I don't know how he is with drops, but I know Jeffrey's out there this off season. Yeah, I mean, he he also makes drops. He's another guy that you can make plays. He can toss he's the ball. A big up guy. He'll get up there. He'll he'll yeah. you know out jump the defender for it. Yeah. You guys yeah. see uh, the talk of Ray Lewis. This this week during Super Bowl, saying he might consider coaching. I don't care. Coaching. Okay, good for him. Yeah. Good luck. Ready, ready for the discussion of Raven fans constantly asking for Ray Lewis now that Ed Reed, since they couldn't have Ed Reed to come well, coach. Reed, the the Bills fired Ed Reed. Well, yeah, well, he went out with uh, Rex Ryan's crew. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I don't care. Whatever. I just hope like the only thing I don't like. Is who who's the new San Francisco guy, the new GM? I don't like this just coming right off the the street and going right into like a head coaching position or a general manager position. Well, they gave what, they gave Shanahan the head coaching coach. job. Yeah, I thought he's head coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But is it John Lynch? No, not John. Who's the guy? Yeah, who's, John Lynch. 
is John Lynch. I think so, yeah. Yeah, who has no experience being a general manager. He's going from playing the league to the booth to now the general manager. Okay, yeah, and general manager seems like really it should be like a business guy, yeah. like way different than being on the field. Yeah. yeah. But So anyway, if Ray Lewis does coach, and I'm sure this is how it works, I hope he kind of starts from the bottom, right? Make him a linebacker's I, coach. I'd like to see him working with way up to right. defensive coordinator. Right, exactly. Don't just hand him the job. Exactly. Yet. I'd I like agree. him to come in and not even like come in first on mini camps and coach help with drills. You but, know, work but, his but way up. Can you yeah. imagine him being a linebacker's coach and just being cool with that? I don't know. Nope. Uh, no. He's got to be. Uh, I could imagine yeah. him accepting his role as a linebacker's coach but still giving a pregame speech I in can, the locker room every right, Sunday. Right. Yeah. Can you see him even being a coach and not making it about him? Well, who cares? Like, Rex Ryan makes it about him, and he's a decent coach, I think. I think he's a pretty good coach. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I, think I could see him kind coach. of being like a Mike Singletary type guy. But I would not want him to be under me <laughs> if I'm a head right, coach. Right, right. I don't want him If you're John Harbaugh, coach. you're yeah. saying, no, 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 oh, no, no. absolutely. He will take over the locker room. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I still, if Ray Lewis goes to Steve Bashotti and says, hey, I'd like to be head coach, Steve Bashotti and him are pretty close. Not that close. John Harbaugh is on the hot seat. Not no zero chance. That'd be a horrible. Steve Bashadi, Steve Bashadi is too intelligent. I think yeah. it would make Bashadi think for a minute. I think so. I don't think. Not not head coach, but I think another position, yeah. maybe. Oh, uh, like maybe a scouting position. I don't think any coaching position. I don't think so. Uh, I think it's long odds. Speaking of long odds, Josh, I see you put in the show notes, and I want to touch on this. The Ravens are forty <laughs> to one odds. Josh, yeah. let me ask you this question. Yeah. And Ryan, let me ask you this question. Who do you think has better odds? The Ravens to win the Super Bowl next year at forty to one, or the mm. Orioles to win the World Series next year? Because I have the number here, so this is not like some hypothetical question. I have the number. I'm going to say that the Orioles are sixty to one. Do you have the number? Uh, I'm going to say the Orioles are a longer shot, knowing that the Ravens forty to one sounds like a big shot. No, you're getting ready to talk in the mic. Your mic's not on. <laughs> I I, uh, I, 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 the I told you beforehand, um, or. He screwed me up, but uh, <laughs> forty to one sounds horrible. That's middle of the pack. That's middle of the road. I would, I would think the so Ravens have better odds. The Orioles are better, are worse odds. Brian, you're the Go guest ahead. here. You're up next. I, I th- I'm, I'm with Josh. I think the Ravens have better odds. If it were up to, if, if the question was who do you think has a better shot, I'd, I'd you know, I'd probably still have to go with the Ravens there. I would also have to go with the Ravens. You. No, I like I bl- I saw like a ranking like last week that the Orioles are fifty to one, and I think the only person we're really losing from the offense is going to be Steve Smith. So like with draft picks, like we should be able to make it up. You you realize the Ravens were bad this year, according uh, to Vegas Insider.com. It's got to be the Orioles because it's also those stupid rankings this early in the season are based on history. Yeah. And based on the fact that the Ravens are in the playoffs constantly, right. the Orioles are not. According to Vegas odds, the Ravens are forty to one. The Orioles are thirty-five to one. So the Orioles wow. have a are, have a better chance, according to Vegas, to make uh, oh, the that's, World Series. That's surprising. Or to win the World Series, right? I don't even understand how that odd works, forty to one, because there's not forty NFL teams. Aren't Vegas odds largely based on what people have already put money on already? Yeah, yeah, well, yes. I think th- they start with a line, right? And then yeah. people yeah. bet, and the and line they adjust moves, it. Yep. Yeah. depending on that. So, I mean, so and, and the Orioles that are in the middle of the pack, the Padres, there's a whole bunch of teams at 125 to 1, like the Padres and the Twins and Brewers and Reds, and, of course, the Cubs. 
at fifteen to four are by lar- are the favorite. The favorite, sure. And then, yeah. Red, and they, and then the and they should be because they're not changing at all. Yeah, they're and the Red Sox should team. be number two right there. Yeah, and the Red Sox are the favorite to win the AL. Um, so let's let's use that as our transi- transition to Orioles talk because that's why I make the big bucks because I'm good at what I do. Orioles make a couple signings. Um, they they signed who's the the second baseman from the Angels? They signed. Uh, uh, Mr. Johnny oh, Giovatella. Yeah, Johnny Giovatella. Yeah. yeah, minor league deal, right? Can't wait to hear Gary Thorne pronounce that. Yeah. He never will. He's not going to be up in the big leagues. That's true. He started. He was. He was on the opening day roster, starting second base in the past two years for the Angels. But they have they had injury issues or something? I mean, there's no unless Scope gets hurt. Scope's the second baseman every single game. Yeah. If it were up to me, and this is, I'm sure, going to be an unpopular opinion, I would rather have Giovatella on the Major League roster than Ryan Flaherty. That's just my personal opinion. You're not going to get that because the whole reason Ryan Flaherty even has a baseball job is versatility. Oh, yeah. And there's no one else in the organization that has that versatility. Right. So you don't want you don't want a second baseman on the, on the bench if you can have a guy who can play first, second, third, short, uh, right field, left field, catch. Yeah. Pitch. Uh, no, he hasn't pitched yet. I don't think he's. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. did he he pitch? pitched once. Yeah. Has he played center field yet? I don't know if he's played center. I'm thinking maybe. Has he caught in the he, major league game? No, he, he hasn't caught. He yeah. goes out and catches though. Like you'll see him warm up, warm right. up the pitcher. And he's the the unspoken about emergency catcher. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know how much he's making this year? Uh, he got a decent little I bump. I saw one point six million. One point eight. Yeah. One point eight. One point eight. That's not not too shabby for. No. Ryan Flaherty. But this is going to be last year. We'll have to watch him. He's done after this year. Yeah. This is his third year, last year of arbitration. He becomes a free agent. And I think there's very little chance we resign him because why would you pay however much he's going to cost for a utility infielder right. when you can replace him with another Rule 5 guy or something? Mm-hmm. Um, so C- Center field and catcher, only positions he hasn't played for the Orioles. And the other guy we signed, uh, Robert Andino. How, how, how for now I know, like... It was he hasn't even played in a major league game? Or played? I think played in what a handful of games for the Marlins. Right, you got to remember the past couple of years. Right. He this, replaced my, my one of my favorite Robert Andino fun facts is that he replaced Giancarlo Stanton on the Marlins MLB roster last year. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> that's a when great they, fact. When when Stanton got hurt and they had to to DL him, Andino's the guy they called up oh, to take his spot. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, right. We've got to remember it is 2017. We all love Robert Andino because of something that he did. In 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the 1-1 delivery. That is it to right field. And no, it's trapped. The Orioles coming with a plane rival. They did it. They did it. They did it. The Orioles have beat the Red Sox. Two runs. Bottom of the ninth inning. Yeah, and then. Still gives me chills. He's proceeded to get mobbed. And. And I'm telling you what, and I was at the Delman Young game where he hit that double in the playoffs. But for my money, we were there. It's this game. Game 162. We were at that game. Um, and we had, like, started to walk away because we didn't want to be there when Boston won to celebrate in our stadium. We watched the it on the TV. Yeah. And then we ran back in. And then we were in, like, the lower section when they actually won, right? Yeah. Or, or we ran there after. Oh, we ran no. there right after. We were we, we left. We left and we went out and watched it on TV, and then things got interesting because the Orioles got a hit, got someone on base. Yeah. I think it was Rymel. Yeah, yeah Rymel yeah, got, got on base. So then Davis. we said, Davis got the first hit. Was Davis first? All right, Davis, and then yeah, Rymel. Right, Kyle and then Hudson Reimold. pinch ran for Davis, and then Rymel right. doubled the center to tie it. Right. So That's we went. Correct. We left. We, we left. We watched the TV. 
Rymel got his hit, and we walked back into 336. Yeah, and what happened both times when we left, Boston fans were, you know, giving us the whole bye-bye-bye, you know, see you. And then we walked back in. Uh, we ta- we were talking trash as we walked back in, <laughs> giving it back to him. Yeah, right, and then and then Andina makes that hit. Uh, Davis scores, Reimold scores, and we ran down those steps at Camden Yards as fast as we could to get behind the dugout. Yeah, and it was... Thing. And there was about 15 of us in the stadium, and we celebrated like we won the World Series. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, for the people who were in that stadium that night, you could not tell us that we didn't just win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> like that, no. that was the feeling. The, the Literally players, dancing in right. the aisles. Because at the end of the day, all it was was our 69th win of the year, and we finished 69-93. and 93. Yeah. And, But it, it, it felt like we had just won the World Series. What? And my favorite part of that game for me was uh, during the rain delay, um, I was there with my dad, my sister, and my cousin. And my cousin had the game cast of the Rays. Oh, Yankees so, game on his so phone. you were there too. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I was down in section forty something, like under the under the cover, like the back of the lower level. Um, well, they they kept bringing the. I mean, they had the other scores up in the stadium, yeah. and they kept highlighting them well, as had, the game was going on. He had on. the game cast on his phone, and um, it was during the entirety of the rain delay that the Rays made their full comeback. And uh, right. it was seven to six in the bottom of the ninth. We saw out on the right field, out of town scoreboard, that it was. There were two outs in the ninth, and then my cousin on his phone, it changed on his phone to 7-7 before the scoreboard did, and our section was full of Red Sox fans, so my cousin stands up and goes, you guys don't know it yet, but it's 7-7, to <laughs> and everyone in the section was like, you've got to be kidding, and then, you know, 15 seconds later, it flashed on the scoreboard, and uh, I, the rest of the night's history. Yeah, and that's when we, we, we went down there, right, and we, we and they played on the screen, yeah, we the the the, the uh, Tampa Bay Yankee. Right, we watched one game on the screen, and, and we then saw there was it. another one that was too late. And we saw the Evan Longoria home run um, to to put the Tampa Bay over the Yankees, and it was just it was just a uh, it was a crazy it was a crazy night, and and yeah. and we didn't know it at the time, but that was like it was it was a change, right? That was the beginning, because you're right that that year we won 69 games, was it? Yep. Except. That, and then we flipped our record in 2012. Yeah, and then 93 and But that that game that game did feel like something different. Uh, Buck came to the team just a few weeks previously, like right? We hired him in 2010. 2010. Okay, I thought that we've had a winning record every year with Buck. What Buck What Buck did was he took. Was it no? Was it eleven or ten? I feel like it was ten because I think the internal correct. I think we're struggling eleven. Yeah, get on that intern. But, what but it, I remember for some reason that felt like a change right there. We we beat. We beat Boston. We beat the Evil Empire. Yeah. Even in a meaningless game for us, we kept them out of the playoffs, and it felt like a change. And yeah. Really we was. had no clue what that change meant. There was some magic there. The magic was back. It was. That's what brought Oriole magic back. Yeah. In a real way. Yeah. And that stadium, there was, I mean, no one was there. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but the, but the, Sox, the players were out celebrating as if yeah. they won the World Series. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were, I mean, he was mobbed. Uh, yeah. Dina was mobbed. People, yeah, it was, and then it was unbelievable. Right, it was, and there was half the stadium was half Red Sox fans, yeah, which yeah. is absolutely pissed off. Mm-hmm. It was great, and it was after it was after the walk off. It was still seven seven in the Rays Yankees game when the Orioles walked it off. Yeah, and it was like you said, they showed Longoria on the score minutes later, like yeah. minutes later. Yep. So Red Sox fans were still clinging on to that little bit of hope, and they show Longoria walk off, and they're just and then we start dancing the eyes right, again. Right. No pun <laughs> intended. Yeah. It, it deflated all of the the Boston fans. That was a magical night. Yeah. Like like that, oh, that game that whole in 2011 night. for Major League Baseball, that was the best of the best. They tr- arranged all the schedules to try to get that, 
and they got it in 2011. And what's amazing is it wasn't even just the O's, Sox, and Rays, Yankees. There was National League stakes on the line too. Yeah, like, and it was it was like the Braves and Cardinals. I think were fighting for the last spot. I, like I remember reading articles about that night. As that was the greatest night in Major League Baseball history. And wild. I don't even remember. Did they plan the schedule that way? Or did they, after that year, start trying to tweak the schedule to have more nights like that? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just pulled up on Grantland that night. They did kind of a running thing. What's going on? So 8.53, Chris Davis keeps Baltimore alive with a double down the line. Then Golson gets tagged out for the Yanks on a grounder to third, second and first one out. And just like that, everything flipped. I can't wait to write about this in more detail in the winter when I'm writing Daddy Needs Another Drink. Then later... Uh, 8.59, six minutes later, two outs, two strikes, and Nolan Ryan will doubles into the gap. Baltimore three, Boston three. Oh, and the Yankees just failed to score in the 12th. I feel like Ricky Perry's campaign manager, Rick Perry's campaign manager. You can feel it coming now. This isn't ending well. 9.02, three minutes later, and Dino rips a single to left. Crawford dies for it, should catch it. Seems like he's going to catch it. Can't catch it. Throws home. Too late. Game over. Baltimore four. I mean, Baltimore four, Boston three. 903, and this comes from like a Boston fan. Speechless, 904, speechless, 905, speechless. 906, four minutes later, home run Longoria, Tampa Bay 8, New York 7. 907, this guy writes, Boston fan, in the car. <laughs> a minute later, he's in the car. Wow. Uh, just insane. What, what, that's insane. Yeah. So, uh, and we mentioned that, you know, because Andino, you know, killed the Red Sox that, that year. Uh, and Andino's back. He's back. I saw him play in the uh, independent league. He was with Somerset. Uh, this wasn't last year. It was the year before, I believe. And uh, went up, had him sign a picture of him with getting that last hit and uh, talked to him for a couple minutes, told him we missed him in Baltimore. And the the thing about Andino is it's we understand that he's not that good. He's not of service to the, the Orioles. He won't be of service to the Orioles this year. We, we but, hope not because if he is, that means things have gone wrong. Things right. have gone drastically Especially wrong. with Jonathan Scope, and we don't want to hear that. What, yeah. was, what was the date of that night? September 28th, 2011. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, hopefully he, I don't, there's no way he ever makes it up here, but it will be fun to be able to go to Bowie and see him play. For my sake, I hope they they put him at Bowie and not Norfolk, because I'm a bad boy down at Bowie. Oh, really? I would love that. No, he's got to be a Norfolk guy. I would think so. The veteran guy like that? If if Giovatel is at Norfolk, I think Giovatel is at Norfolk playing second and and Dino's playing short, is what I would guess. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, there's a break. I was just looking up his um, his baseball reference page, and there is a break from 2013. Uh, he didn't get in the majors 2014 or, or 2015, then 2016. Um, he got in 13 games with Miami, yeah. replacing Stanton. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, there is some injury concerns, right, from J.J. Hardy. Can J.J. Hardy yeah. stay healthy the entire year? Never know. And if J.J. Hard- Hardy goes down, and Dino might be that guy to replace if Flaherty takes a certain job or – might mm-hmm. beat that guy up. Could be. Yeah. So, yeah, but good good depth. And I think this also says, like, the organization itself has no depth. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, there's no name a uh, shortstop or second base in organization. <laughs> like, uh, right, right. They got no – Yanish is not with the team anymore. They yeah. could, I guess, resign him again. I mean, I could name guys who were at Bowie last year, but other than that. Yeah. But none none with no real prospects. Right. Um. They had a third baseman at Frederick, uh, big boy, uh, blank on his name. But he is, the, I think, the only infield or, I guess, non-first base infield prospect. Reyes? Joe yeah, Reyes? Yeah. yeah. Joe Reyes. Um, who looks like he might be a talented player, but he's still three years away, if anything. Yeah. But we hope that we don't see 
any of those guys this year. Right. If everyone stays healthy, you'll never see those guys. Yeah. But they're both be at spring training. They'll both be covering for half the team is going to play in the World Baseball Classic. Yep. Um, with Scope gone and Machado gone. Uh, I, I was just I was just pulling up my Twitter account from that night, from uh, September 28th, to try to see uh, oh, what's going on. Yeah. And besides me complaining that my phone doesn't work at the stadium, it's uh, also I, I I tweeted that uh, it felt like we were celebrating a pennant. Shows how desperate we are. I can't wait for that day that we win a pennant. Yeah. And when we get that, it d- it two did, years later, next yeah, year? Yeah, it did feel like that. Two two years, yeah. It did feel like that. Yeah, a lot of I love baseball. Uh, yeah, that a was lot an of amazing en- enjoying these Red Sox fans. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I'm up seeing if I can find my Twitter. I was also no, begging that day for people Did to go to the game. Did you have Twitter all the way back then, Ryan? Huh? Was that, was that pre-Twitter know. for you? I right. Like Were you even Twitter, allowed to have a cell phone at that point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the age of 12, how much access do you actually Well, let's see. 11 have? would have been my junior year of high school. So I don't know. I don't know if I had Twitter or not. But apparently, I'm not. It unless I typed this, this in wrong, it doesn't come up with any results from the 28th. I'll show you how to use Twitter later, yeah. Ryan. Don't, don't worry yeah. about it. I'll show yeah. you how that works we, later. We're, we're some Twitter experts over here. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll straighten you out. Social media, we understand. Looking All right. forward to it. So, um, Want to get you some three up, three down, or you got something well, I got, here? I, two other things with the, I put in the Orioles notes. One, Fred Manford's retiring this year. I think he's oh, I also want to say something about Manny Machado, by the way. But Okay, right. go ahead. Right. Your point. I think he's going to call about six games. Uh, I don't think they've announced who's going to be. He was doing on a part-time schedule last year. He was year on part-time too. anyway, yeah. so that's not really a big deal. I yeah. mean, we've all grew up listening to Fred Manfred. We like listening to Fred Manfred, but that's just progress. Oh, I mean, people get old, and one day we'll have uh, Dad in here to, to tell us about Fred Manfred. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Fred Manfred particularly calling the game. I like in the background when he's just giggling at Joe Angel. That's where. <laughs> yeah, that's. If fun Fred Manfred can just stay the whole way, just in the yeah. background and laugh at Joe Angel's right. jokes, that's maybe, all I want. Maybe from they Manfred. can just have a button, a Fred Manfred button. Yeah. Uh, think the Orioles do anything special for him? I uh, think they will. This is this will be what his twenty fifth year with the team. Yeah. Oh, 20, really? Twenty four, twenty five. Is it? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Long. Like, I yeah. think I think Fred Manfred deserves a bobblehead. Oh, absolutely. I a think Fred that'd be Manfred nice bobblehead. Like a Fred Manfred day or something. You get something. bobblehead. Yeah. You honor him on the field. Yeah. yeah I, 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 don't know nice. if, I don't know if they'll necessarily do a promotional giveaway, but I definitely think they should honor him on the field yeah. at, some, at some point. I, I agree. Right. And then the only other thing I wanted to bring up, because it's, it's also tech-related as we're going into this new baseball season, is Major League Baseball has been working really hard for streaming. And we've seen this. We've all used uh, the MLB app for listening to games and for watching games. And baseball wants you to be able to use ML, the ML, subscribe to the MLB app and watch the Orioles games wherever you're at. Watch baseball games wherever you're at without and get rid of all this stupid blackout stuff. Yeah. They have made deals with every team in baseball, every TV ne- network in baseball, except for the LA Dodgers network and Masson. Masson is holding out and not letting you stream Orioles games or national games locally. Is that on your boy Pete? Or who, whose fault is that? It's on Pete. Yeah. It's the Orioles. The MLB is at, pushing for it, has gotten every gotten 28 networks to agree. They can't get these two. If I can stream without blackouts, I would cancel my cable. I would cancel cable too. I've been asking for years to give my money directly to the Orioles yeah. or Major League Baseball, whoever it is. Uh, so I don't know what we got to do, but we got to keep pressuring the Orioles to, to do this. Do you want to schedule a walkout during the game? 
we all dress in black and we stand up and walk out in the seventh. Yeah, inning. you know, these black, <laughs> we need to free the birds That's from right. these blackouts. Yep. That's right. We need to maybe maybe pink to go with that whole T-Mobile thing they're doing with the uh, the the freedom or whatever their ad campaign. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna free the birds. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that the you, same thing he called it a few years ago though? Yeah. I think we sh- I think we should go with like flee the nest. Well, no, I don't want to do a real walkout. We're just making, oh, we're making fun of that. If we did, we, we should call it "Flee the Nest." Little play on words. I uh, see what you did there, right? Yeah, you're you're more creative than uh, <laughs> than him. Got it. Just real quick, I want to get your Man thoughts, Machado, because this this is going to be the biggest story in the past ten years of Orioles baseball. Um, maybe more than that is going to be the Manny Machado resigning. Can we? Will we? Is he going to walk for nothing? Will we trade him? Like, this is going to dominate the conversation for the next two years. You said you have numbers that say that prove why we will. Yeah. And before I before I see those numbers, I'm going to go on the record as saying I think there's a 0% chance the Orioles resign Manny Machado. Oh, see, at this point, I'm convinced we're going to resign. I'd, I'd like to hear why. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see these numbers. So I first think, of all, I think we are. Where, where do you – like, if you look at uh, payroll, currently, who's uh, – who has, a higher pay, who has a higher pay, payroll as a team, us or the Nationals? The Nationals. You, you Wait, you're bringing this all back to the Masson dispute that will never go away? I'm making a point here. All right, the Nationals. We actually have a current, currently have a higher pay, payroll. Really? Yeah, we, we do. And the Nats were able to sign guys like Scherzer, um, uh, Strasburg. I think they're paying worth like $20 million. Um, who has a higher payroll, us or the Blue Jays? Us. We do. And they're able to sign guys like Encarnacion and Batista. But, but how's that exchange rate? Troy Tulowitzki is making over $20 million. Um, who, 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 who is a who, who higher payroll? Well, you guys see what I'm doing here. You know, we have a higher payroll than even the, the Anaheim Angels who are able to give Pujols that 10-year, $200 million contract. We have the eighth, currently have the eighth highest payroll in baseball, just below the Cubs. The Cubs who were able to afford that ridiculous contract for Jason Hayward, for the contract for for John Lester, I'm just saying this team. If you're going to stay at an eighth ranked payroll, which is fair, I think we can stay there. This team can afford a thirty to forty million dollar guy on the books. Other teams, almost all those other teams I just listed, are below the Orioles, and all of them have two twenty million dollar guys on the roster. We have one, and after this year, right after after this year. We got some money that's coming off the books, right? Um, right. Let's just do some quick math here, right? Yeah. Um, a- Adam Jones, he's currently making seventeen million, uh, or he's making sixteen million. That's the guy. I don't think we resign. He'll make seventeen million the next year, yeah. and then when it, when Manny Machado is up for he's resign, gone. yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Um, JJ Hardy, this is JJ Hardy's last deal. Yeah, he's gone. $14 million this year. Team option next year for 14 So let's do some math. Josh, All right, so you got up to 31 Take million. that market. No, for, 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 forget about Adam Jones. I'm saying we can sign him after this year. All right. um, I, I'll do the math right, right here. Some... All right. J.J. Hardy's gone. He's not going to be resigned. He's old. $14 million. J.J. Hardy's gone. Here's another guy who's gone. Wade Miley. Right? No, we're not resigning Wade Miley. That's $9 million he's making this year. He's gone. Here's another guy who's gone. Making $13 million. Abaldo Jimenez, he's gone. How how much am I up to right there? You lose those three three teams. You're up to thirty six. You lose those three players, and then you add. Got, you still got four hundred to go. Add eleven million dollars because that's how much Manny Machado is making this year. Actually, add add point five for Jimenez. 
We're just using round numbers. It doesn't matter. Intern wants me to add 0.5. We're using round numbers just to prove my point. All right? That's uh, – add those numbers up, and, and, and it becomes – and this is just for one year, right? You can afford to sign Manny. Forget about the $11 million for Manny. We'll use that money to re-sign Chris Tillman. We can take the $36 million, right, which is the 14 9 and 13 if my math is right. Take that $36 million, and can't we sign Manny Machado for $36 million a year? Well, this is 36 then you're adding the 11, so you're up to 47. Yeah, but just the 36. The, the, the 11, we'll, we'll save that and spend it on Tillman. The $36 million. Right. Ryan, can't we, say, can't we do a Machado deal for, for um, $36 million over 10 well, years or well, something? Well, you figure it's going to be a 10-year deal, so you're going. And we can lose those three guys and lose no significant value on the team. Monetarily, I think the Orioles can do it. $36 million? What, what I'm afraid of is. Are you? Um, Why can't we do that? Boris isn't going to let him resign until he hits free agency. At least true. I, I don't think he will. Yeah, how's that going for Weeders? Well, that's true. But well, Machado, the difference between Machado and Weeders is, is, is pretty. Is Manny's a Boris client? Yeah, yeah. And uh, everything. The reason Weeders hasn't signed yet is because the sabermetrics and and all that stuff don't love Weeders. Everything about whether you love home runs, whether you love sabermetrics, whether you love defensive runs saved, whether you love uh, WAR, whether you love. Um, any stat, Manny Machado is at the top. Right. Right. So he's going to make a buttload of money. Right. But what's, what's wrong with my logic, Ryan? I, I don't think there's anything wrong with your logic, and I see your point monetarily. I think it's, it's certainly You can doable. do it. And, I, 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 and I'm also not thinking that it's Angelos who's not going to open his pockets. I, I certainly think the Orioles want to re-sign Manny Machado. But my fear is that you know, he's not going to re-sign before his, his contract's up. Um, he won't, know. Boris is going to make him test free agency. That's, that's not even up to Machado, whether or not Machado wants to stay in Baltimore. Um, he's going to have to test free agency. Yes. And I, just, I feel like someone else is going to offer him more. Machado's going to go to the team who pays him the most, most likely, right? Right. right. So the question is, but is $36 million a year for 10 years going to be enough? Yeah, and here's what you're And ma- if it's not, then go. I'm sorry. We said 47 Go to $47 million. The, the only fear you have with that, when you get to those type numbers, is you look at the Anaheim Angels, right? The whole Mike Trout. You have the greatest baseball player in the game. Yet you're still not even competing for a playoff spot. Right. Yeah. What right. can you build around him with that? But I see like and that's right, and that's that's where you do make a good point that they are saying that Manny Machado and Mark Trumbo, uh, not Mark Trumbo, Manny Machado and uh, the guy from the Nats, Bryce Harper, yeah. are going to be four hundred million dollar players. Yeah. So you're we right. We can do four hundred million. We can do three hundred sixty, getting rid of three guys. I didn't even include you, Seth Smith making seven million dollars this year. He'll right. be off the books. Right. To come up with enough to go three sixty. For three guys to come up with another forty million is easy, even if you just increase your payroll forty million, or even if you do a, a Peter Angelis thing and say, "Hey, in the year twenty thirty, <laughs> you're right. going to finally get." But that remember, money. forty million over ten years is only four million dollars a year. Yeah, that's easy. You can pay him. 4 the question million. is, the you question is, it. you're taking away two starting pitchers. How can you? What is it going to cost for you to get starting pitching? Tillman's going to get a raise. You're going to have Bundy. Tillman's a free agent that this year. That's right. going to be a tough decision. Bundy's getting close. Bundy, do, do you know when Bundy becomes a free agent? When? 2022. All right, never He's mind. not close. Never mind. He's, He's not, not close. He's not close. Um, Kevin Gossman, what year is Kevin Gossman? This is arbitration year number, I think, one. Right. I mean, he still has arbitration year two, arbitration year three. So uh, he's right. Gossman will probably hit around the same time as Manny. Uh, after. I think he's 2020. Okay. All right, uh, so, so so there you've got two pitchers. Tillman will get a raise. If you can re-sign Tillman, he's going to become a free agent. If you re-sign Tillman, you have your top three starters. You can find two guys at four and five. You can do it. 
for yeah. hopefully cheaper than you so, found Ubaldo and right. Wade Miley. Yeah. I'm just saying it's doable. No, guys. no, you've convinced me. Four hundred million sounds like a lot of money. Something that but we if have it's going a ten year deal, it works out. Is we have two really good young pitchers in Gossman and Bundy that are gonna be under team control for a while. Um and affordable for a while. Um get that off the bunny off the pen, all right? That's, that's all new. Just just reminding people. I mean something if you want to play uh if you want to play devil's advocate, um the same year that that uh Manny's up, so is Zach Britton, right? Scopes up the year after that. So you can't sign everybody. But the good news is I don't think this is like a Kansas City Royal situation where everyone came to free agency year the same year. We're at least spread out a little bit. So I think if you want to do it, like everyone can't be resigned. And, Zach Britton, Scope, we can't pre- resign everybody. I'm pretty sure if you sign Manny, you get a really nice dis- discount on Scope. I think they kind of come together. I just think it's doable to sign both of them. It is. You have a lot of guys making a lot of money right now for the Orioles who aren't even that good. Um, and Jones, like Jones' stock is going down. Right. And, and what we do know is baseball is making more money each year. Payrolls are going up. Always go up. So so yeah, it makes total sense, and they should be they should be presenting this to uh, Manny now. Yeah, I'm just saying where our payroll is at right now, the math kind of works out. We only have a couple guys on long term deals. Trumbo is going to be here for a few years. Um, O'Day is going to be here for a few years, and Jones and uh, not Jones Davis. and uh, Davis is going to be here for several years. Yeah, that's it. Right. You have a lot of flexibility in your what you do from there. Right. But yes, it is. It's hard to think about paying someone 400 million and being able to build a team or then another team around them. It's but, true. But when you also talk about 10 years, I mean, that's 40 million. Yeah. That's, I'll take that a, cornerstone of Manny Machado and try to figure out the rest. Right. As opposed to just trying to figure it out. Right. Antino will still be available. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to signing a bunch of average mediocre players. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree with that. And then, the truth is, that's what the Angels did. They put a cornerstone, and then they tried to build around Trump. Yeah, and the Angels... Uh, whatever. Angels have the trout. The Angels trout. have the same problem we have, is their farm system sucks so much, they can't fill in the gaps with average, you know, replacement-level right. players right. in the minors. Yep. Our minors has to get better, so when Jones walks, we can put in a center fielder from the minors and pay him, you know, $700,000 to be a decent center fielder. Right. That's a problem we're going to run into. Jones is walking. and not, I mean, he's... Because he can't play center field forever. Yeah, it's going to be come to Jesus and moment where it's, hey, it's going to be you hey, want to make less money to play right field. Right, right. We'll give you less money to play right field, and yeah, or you can go ahead and go play someplace else. Yeah, yeah. And either way, right? Because if we sign Manny, we're not going to be able to afford him. And if we don't sign Manny, we don't want that old veteran player anyway because we're going to be going younger. Right, right. We'll be going younger. So the writing's kind of on the wall. Enjoy. Right. We'd love to have him his the leadership in right field, but sorry, center field and. True to this, I don't think another team would sign him as a center fielder. After two years, yeah, after yeah. two years, yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. I uh, think it's it's he'll be oh, he'll be thirty three, maybe going on thirty four right. at that point. It's and I hope imagine. that he understands that at that point and just signs here as a right fielder, and realizes yeah. that he made his big bucks earlier in his career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at those guys though: Miley, Seth Smith, Abado Jimenez. That we got some veteran guys who. We're gonna lose, and I don't think the team suffers tremendously from losing all no. that, all those players. No, the, the, those are overpaid guys. It is. It's the, we re- can replace for less money. The real question is: is filling in that starting rotation because you're taking two guys out. You hope Hunter Harvey's coming up as a cheap, really good option. Yeah. 
you hope that that what we've heard about Hunter for years that he comes back. Or, or an unknown guy like a Jason Garcia or a Tanner Scott. One of these right, guys, one of like, these, a fringe guy. Right. For your math to all work, we need another minor leaguer to work their way into the starting rotation. And oh, and, and a posi- another couple minor league players in the positional player, right? Yeah. Because I mean, we're not talking about it, but this is Hyunsu Kim's last year, I think. Right, it is. Uh, yeah. uh, I think two it's a three. Deal. I think it's a three-year deal, right? I think it was two-year, seven million. Yeah, yeah, it was two-year deal. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And that's, and I mean, because that's he, a lot of money for he doesn't follow any of the arbitration stuff. Right, it was just a straight major okay. deal. Okay, sure. So he's done after this year. Um, Tillman's done after this year. So we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting. But those guys, JJ, Wade Miley, Obaldo, there's zero chance any of those guys come back, right? All those guys. Are yeah, gone. they're all would, gone. I would say they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll take that money. Yeah, run. I think Tillman. Might be our final uh, move made this offseason. I think we might sign Tillman long term. I think that'd be fantastic. I think I I like that too. I think we need that as a team. And to convince me, uh, if you're running the organization and you want to convince me that this window is longer than two years, that's the type of moves you do to to convince me. How much does Tillman make a year? Currently, or long term? No, like Uh, if if you resign him. I'd say ten. Twelve. I don't even know what to start with. Like, right now, he's, he's making ten. Is he ten? Yeah, I, I'd oh, say fourteen. I think I'd, I'd put him up around sixteen, seventeen. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think you're talking the high teens for a multi-year deal. Yeah, like a four or five-year deal at at eighteen or nineteen million. Um, I think what you're looking at there, especially with the way the market is now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just look how much we paid for um, um, Guy Gallardo, right? Yeah. <laughs> who's who's not as good as Tillman. If Gallardo can make double digits, Tillman certainly can. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that's totally what we need to do. That would, I would take that. I would be excited about that as another move for the Orioles to make this offseason. Yep. Just something to think about. In the whole, we've been talking a lot about the Man Machado, and there's going to be a a more and more important story because the Orioles have to decide: do we trade them? Do we try to resign them? Like, what do we do with them? Just something to watch for. Watch that space. All right. Do we have time for a three up, three three down, or we just want to get out of here? It's uh, we can do it. It's right. now time for three up and three down. This is where we share three good things, three bad things. I think we covered that up. Covered that pretty good, right? Yeah, I, th- I think people know how it works. Three up. Uh, first up, Orioles are gonna re-sign May Machado in two years. Uh, <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, my up is the weather. The weather today was awesome. It was like sixty something degrees outside in February. I'll take that every day. Sure, your grandchildren are going to be drowning living in Maryland because of global warming and, That's the, and true. the polar ice caps are melting. <laughs> That's but true. Josh had a nice day in February, so he's happy. No, I, now give me a big snowstorm in March, and I'll be happy. Right now, I'm enjoying. I'd love a, I'd love a big like another two foot snowstorm. Have a, a day or two off work to spend time in the snow with the kids. That sounds great. Yeah, it doesn't but like it's happening. I want either snow or warm. I don't like just cold for no reason. Yeah. I'm with I'm with Josh on that one. I, I think you're I, not concerned about global warming. We're all going to die think, in, in, in oh, it's, it's fake. Cold weather is pointless to me unless there's a foot of snow on the ground, and that's just that's just my preference. I just hate being cold in general. But if I can go sledding, it's fun. All right. Um, my up is that by the time you guys record your next episode, pitchers and catchers will have reported. To oh, Sarasota, good one! And uh, first workout will be the following morning. Really, really looking forward to that. Now that the Super Bowl is over, I can shift my attention. I'm excited for March Madness, but I'm more excited yeah, for terps. pitchers and catchers. Yeah. Good up. Uh, my up was the Super Bowl commercials last night. All right, Josh, you want to get to the downs? <laughs> Your up is not the Super Bowl commercials. They were horrible. They were? They were were, were they any were. entertaining? 
I don't know. I feel like every year everyone complains that they're always horrible. Well, well they, they are because they used to be good. Yeah. But uh, Doritos was like, non-existent. But Bud my, Light was non-existent. Yeah. Uh, my complaint is people, parents. <laughs> my complaint is parents because I run a, a a family-friendly Super Bowl party for the church where I do a little tape delay and uh, censor out the commercials. And I uh, so I get there and I choose what's appropriate to show and what's not. So. I, I, I don't show the Ghost in the Shell movie trailer because the lady's not wearing any clothes. I don't show um, I don't show something else. I skipped some random. I skipped some commercial with a girl in a little bikini, and then I show the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer because it's a PG movie made by Disney, and parents complain because it's showing dead people who are going to scare and give their kids nightmares. So, what do my parents do at home when they watch TV? Exactly. My complaint is parents who think that they're because some other event, they got to act like they're holier than everyone else. And and they have to make sure that I'm not going to show Lady Gaga on the big screen because that's devil's music, even though I know they're all listening to Lady Gaga while driving home yeah. or on the internet. And so mine is people, parents. And and, and the, these are the type of parents who don't let their kids know that alcohol is a thing that exists and then their kids starts drinking when they're 15. Yes. My down, uh, although we didn't really touch on the Terps tonight, um, my down would have to be uh, their inability, their seemingly, seeming inability, I don't know if that's the proper English or not, but their inability to close out these conference games that they need to win. Um, they've done a great job for the most part. They win every close game. For what the, are you talking about? For the about? most part, they've done right. a great they've job. They've done a good season. No, no, no. For the, for the most part, they've done a great job with that and you know closing out teams that they need to beat. The Nebraska game and the Purdue game were two very winnable games. We lost them. Nebraska both. total collapse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so was so was Purdue. Honestly, I mean, when but you, Purdue's a lot better of a team. Purdue's but yeah, a lot I hear better you. of a team. But in in both of those are our only two conference losses. They both came within two points. Yeah. And they both in both of those games they didn't score a field goal for the last six plus minutes. Yeah. And that's that's what bothers me about it because it's a very talented team and I'm excited for where they're going. I think all three freshmen are. I don't I don't think any of the three three freshmen are one and done type of guys. If any of them will go after this year, it might be Justin Jackson. I think he's got the most NBA potential. Yeah. But um, I'd, I'd love to see them because they're a great team, and they've had an amazing season so far, best start in program history. But they could be sitting with only one loss right now Yeah. if they could have closed out those two games. And there are, and I think you're right for calling them a great team. More than last year, where it kind of it felt like everyone was kind of trying to get theirs last year, a lot of NBA players on that team. Yeah. This year feels a lot like a team. Um, very unselfish. And you're right. The no field goals at the end is concerning. Trimble is a guy, the closer, right? Mellow Trimble. But a guy who sometimes relies too much on getting to the free throw line. And if he can't get to, to the free throw line, you really don't trust him always to make the three or to, like, his thing is, let me get to the line and get fouled so I can make free throws. And the referees are catching on to his little head fake. The head that he fake, does, yeah. He, you know? Freshman year, he that worked all day long. Yeah. That doesn't work like it did two nope. years ago. Right. He's not getting them anymore. Any chance that Trimble comes back next year, too? If he keeps playing the way he has to start this season, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah he's not. He's not back. You don't think so? He's signing. They all sign. How if cool they have a decent year, they sign. How cool would it be to have uh, Trimble come back though again? It's not going to happen. The entire team come back. It's not going to happen, but that'd be great. Yeah, yeah we'd be, we'd be top, be great. top five. It'd be great if yeah. Manny Machado signed long term for forty million. After Trimble's freshman year, total four million a year. Sound great. After Trimble's freshman year, people were saying, "Is he going to come back?" True. And all of a sudden, now he's at his junior year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Sure. My 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 downs the uh, the Apple Store. 
Josh, I know you love these people. Well, you're, you're down with the Apple Store like two weeks ago. Well, I actually went to the Apple Store. So my down was trying to get an appointment, and you can't see the right. king unless you make an appointment right. ahead of time. I finally got to see the king, uh, and I, I hate I hate the people. I hate the place. You're, you were getting your screen fixed, right? Yeah. I couldn't even find it in the mall. There's no sign that says the Apple Store. You just got to know there's a little apple in the wall. So that, that's your sign that's the Apple Store. And it's filled with like Apple products and people Dude, wearing Apple – Shirts and, and then they make me go sit on the waiting area, which is consists of just a bunch of boxes like randomly thrown in the corner. You seen these boxes they make you sit no, on? No, I don't know what the boxes. Oh, are. I got a picture of them. But these boxes are embarrassing. They just you got to sit on this wooden box as your way to be seen. It's like uh, it's like the Seinfeld skit where where he talks about going to the doctor's office and the doctor makes you take your pants off just so the doctor feels he's in control. Right, right. That's what just sitting in the box. See, I haven't been there since they remodeled the store or moved the store in Annapolis. When I went there last time, they just told you to wander around the store and we'll come find you. Those are the seats. They're just little, they're just <laughs> little, the little wooden boxes. Yeah, I'll help you hold it up to the camera. Yeah, just little wooden it's boxes. Just little that cubes. There. Looks like little. It looks like like shipping boxes. Yeah, it's degrading and embarrassing. Okay. Uh, so I so I sat there and I and I waited there and everyone kind of knows your name. You talk to one guy, all of a sudden everyone in the store walks right up to you. Hello, Matthew. Well, yeah. I didn't tell you my name. How do they all know my name? They, they type it in the computer and my computer says, says tall. In, in, in there, I've seen the guy's computer. It says oh, they tall, give you a description? dark hair, Oreo tattoo. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder what they said. Shoot, now I want to know what they wrote yeah, about Yeah, yeah. You got you to you you check out right the computer. I said, I haven't, like the first time I thought, like, shoot, I must know this person. Like, is this a former student? And someone, because they walked right and said my name. I said, oh, hey, I don't, but no, they're just a worker there who just knows my name. You know, you know what's awkward that happened to me at the Apple Store? What's that? That that happened to me exactly like that person came up and talked to me. And you thought you knew them because no. the way they talked to you. No, I assumed it was just an Apple employee, and it was someone I went to high school with and graduated high <laughs> oh, school yeah. with. Because they're so <laughs> it was friendly. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're too friendly. Yeah. And then they said, "Hey, we're gonna fix," and they were cool because they also replaced my battery, so that that's cool. Yeah. For free. That's good. Yeah. And they said, "Hey, come back an hour and a half." Right. To they fix my screen, give me a new battery. I walk out of the store and I realize I have no idea what time it is. I don't have my phone anymore, so I can't tell time. I'm lost. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my down. Did did uh, did we all do our downs? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got did. we have a show up. Yeah. We have a show up that we got our new magnets in. I know you like the circle magnets. We went with the square magnets, and uh, we're excited to hand them out this baseball season and yep. get them on uh, people's cars. And anyone who supports the show has already gotten their magnets. Is that correct? They're going out this week. Okay. They're getting sent out. So if you support the show, you get we, we give you free perks if you support the show. Yeah, this week it's magnets, and uh, they're cool. Very happy with them. Absolutely. All right, well, let's let's wrap it up. Let's kick it over to our the world's... Uh... You're just going to let them steal your microphone like that? Well, I just figured mine wasn't on still. Uh, yours won't be on. You haven't shown up this year. <laughs> that's actually very valid. I hate the fact that that's true. To be fair, last week I was writing a report and I forgot that we switched to Mondays. Even though I said I would be here. So, fun fact. Last time the Falcons I- were in the Super Bowl was January 31st, 1999. Where they lost to the Denver Broncos. I was five. You know what else was sad for Atlanta? 91 when the Braves lost. I wasn't born. So, Robert Andino played 13 games last year for the Miami Marlins. The last time that he played before that was 29 games for the Seattle Mariners back in 2013. 
Okay, and in 2010, Bucks' managerial record for the Orioles was 34 and 23, which is a 596 record. The only losing season that Bucks has ever had for the Orioles was 2011, when the Orioles went 69 and 93. Fun fact: the next season, the Orioles flipped that record and went 93 and 69. Uh, and Kevin Gosman will become free agent eligible in 2021, so that would be three years into Manny's new contract. And yeah, but also, I, like I want. I guess to, I should have looped the music. Yeah, but I didn't know you'd have so many fun facts today. Yeah, I, it was really good today. <laughs> to make up for all the time I missed this year. Um. Also, we should be worried because the Yankees will be able to clear fifty-nine million dollars from their yearly payroll after this year when they don't resign CC Zabathia for twenty-five million dollars a year, Matt Holiday for thirteen million dollars a year, and the dead money of twenty-one million dollars for A Rod's contract will be gone from their payroll. Right, but they're going to sign whoever the hot pitcher is and uh, Bryce Harper. You hope they sign Bryce Harper. You hope they out. sign Bryce Harper. Oh, exactly. absolutely. Sign Bryce Harper. And this is a quick quiz, which is a new part of my segment now, Uh-oh. for Ryan and Matt. Okay. Do you know Mello's full first name? Romello. Yes. Nice. Thank Good you. Good Ryan. Yep. That's why we brought Ryan I'm on in. it. Good job, Ryan. Thank Back you. to you, Matt. I knew we had Ryan brought in Ryan in oh, for a reason. Oh, can I, can, I can I make a fourth down? Yeah. It's, just, it's a tiny one. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. Andrew Terrell, my favorite Terps player, is sick. He's not traveling with the team to Penn State. He posted on his Snapchat today that he's too sick to get out of bed. So, oh, uh, bummer, dude. Yeah. We won't have his towel waving at the end of the bench on uh, tomorrow night against Penn State, but we wish Andrew a speedy recovery. Yeah. If we lose, we, we know why the, the yeah. Terps lose. It's the mojo. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Josh, play my outro music. Our outro music. It's coming up. I had to pull down the intern's camera. Was right. playing was playing with a little more uh, camera stuff. Oh man, did we got some action in the in the Facebook live? I chats? haven't even looked today. I haven't either. I'm sorry. I've been neglecting uh, everyone. Um, someone's wishing you a good night, Ryan. They say way to go, Ryan. Good night, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you, whoever you are. That's the letter. Donna Farley. Is that name ring oh, a bell? Oh, that's my aunt. She oh. lives in uh, Kentucky. Yeah. Hey, Aunt Donna. Love you. Miss you. <laughs> Oh, apparently, uh, when I use the phone, it screws up the audio. Oh. When I use the phone camera or something. Hopefully just for the Facebook Live video. Yeah, just for the Facebook Live video. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Well, hey, next week we get to talk pitchers and catchers, right? All right. We're going to break down our start and rotation. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Bert will be back. Hopefully Bert gets better. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I was reading, you're reading all the his comments. His entire family. Yeah. So I was going to start sick. reading some of the comments, but they're all like what we talked about an, an hour ago. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'll let it go. Yeah. I, I think Bert had like a Super Bowl party and just everyone got sick yesterday or something. Oh, it's possible. Classic yeah. Super Bowl party. Yeah. Yeah. The old. That's why they should make today a holiday. Did, did you sign that petition? I did not. Was that the Heinz petition? I don't know. There's a couple of petitions. I did have out. one guy call out from work today. He said party pers- too hard for the Super Bowl. He said personal reasons. Party too, which I think party that, too hard for the Super Bowl. Right, I was because I always thought that he would use the a sick day for drunk, but he went personal personal day. Well, you, you use whatever, whatever you got in the pocket. Like right. aren't those separate boxes? Aren't those separate columns they they come out of? Uh, kind of what I have more of. Yeah, I don't know if he has personal days, but yeah. But he just took one but anyway. Maybe, maybe that's maybe, a good strategy. Maybe, maybe it's because everyone puts sick day and then they just assume drunk the day after Super Bowl. So he tried to go a different angle. Yeah. 
But so. usually, if you're gonna do a personal day, you can you know that a couple a couple days ahead of time. Right, right. The old last minute personal day sounds shady. Right, a little personal emergency or something like that. He said, "I don't know." Yeah. Well, let's speculate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow um, us on Instagram. Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes and write us a review while you're over there at the old iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. The show's Twitter handle is at Section Three Three Six Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. For a better follow, you can follow Ryan on Twitter. I don't, know if, I'd, I don't know if I'd say better. Okay, what's your Twitter handle? A more, right? act, handle more active Twitter. I am more at Ryguy. That's R-Y-G-U. <clears throat> voice crack still happened. 22 mm-hmm. years old. Ryguy Blake. Well, we have the millennial here with the voice crack. Yep. Still uh, not used to it. And well, you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. And you can follow the intern. But I want to recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys I, and girls. I like that he's spoken to the broken mic. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. And as always, go O's. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.